Yes, this is New Amsterdam Radio, powered by NewAmsterdam.com. Hello, everyone. It's Flobo Boys here, and as I'm recording this, it's about two days removed from Memorial Day, which means it is officially the unofficial start of summer. I know around this time of the year, we were going to the beach, showing off our six packs, our eight packs, our 12 packs. I would be too if this quarantine didn't come in and ruin my diet. <laughs> That's okay. We're going to keep grinding. We're going to keep working on the things we love, the things that inspire us. Now, on today's episode, I have a very, very special guest. This individual is someone I consider family. Not in the traditional sense. I'm not sure if we're blood related, but rather we are creatives in a very, very similar trajectory. Leslie Colon is one of my favorite hosts over at Afterbus TV, which as I mentioned on past episodes is where I cut my teeth on the repetition of hosting, coming up with a new show week in and week out on the Monday Night Raw wrestling after show, the NXT wrestling after show, and currently Star Trek. I think we're more of a family, though, when it comes to how we approach things and that we both have a strategy and a goal point, but with the details in between being able to be malleable and changeable and surrounding yourself by a very, very strong support system, success is just around the corner. So I had a very dope conversation with Leslie, and if you feel the same way I do after this chat, make sure you follow her all over her social media networks. Say, hey, New Amsterdam brought me here, and so you can be part of the family as well. I've been watching this individual tear it up with After Buzz, with her journalistic prowess, with her with her skills. Gotta give it up to, can I call her La Profesora now? Leslie Colon, how you doing? <laughs> yes, you can. Apparently, that is my new name after the Monday Night Raw after show. But I am doing good. I'm so excited to be here. I'm honored. If anything, I'm excited because you're the best journalist out there getting so many guests. Oh, stop. <laughs> we we got to talk about the Profesora thing first because at After Buzz, back when we had the studio, we would watch the Monday Night Raw show, the professional wrestling show, and between segments, you took the time out to teach us gringos Spanish, the other English-speaking <laughs> hosts. Like, how, how did that come about? Why would you go, man, these guys are terrible. Let me help these dudes out because they're trash. Oh, I don't know. It just kind of became like a weekly thing. Well, obviously, I used to host a Monday Night Raw and Espanol show, so I felt like, let me teach the English show a little bit of Spanish. That way they can include it into their show, especially because recently there's a lot of Mexican wrestlers that are being shown. So I'm like, why not include it in your segment when you talk about those, those wrestlers? Oh, uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely true, and it's cool to say, El Idolo. Uh, exactly. <laughs> let's, let's take a step back, Leslie. So you are from San Diego, right? Yes, I think I it's am. literally called America's Finest City. We're just kind of pretentious, but it's all good. Uh, can you, like, walk <laughs> us through your upbringing? How was it living in your family? Were you guys just, like, you know, like, how was your experience growing up in San Diego? Yeah, my upbringing was pretty unique. I grew up... Here in, it's actually San Diego County. I grew up in the city of San Marcos, California, a really small city. And um, I come from a single mother, so um, my dad was not really in my life. So actually, I have three older siblings who stepped in and raised me and my little brother because we're 13, 14, and 15 years apart. So there's three of us that, three of them that are much older than me. And my mom has always been work hard, work hard, work hard. So she's been two jobs, always working to try to, you know, provide for us. 
all of her kids, so my siblings stepped in to kind of um, teach us what's right and what's wrong and really raise us. Um, so I'm really thankful for them because honestly, if it wasn't for my siblings, I don't know where we would be. They've struggled. Um, they, they're the ones that immigrated from Mexico because we actually have a different dad. So their dad was an alcoholic. So my mom wanted to leave that, get, give her children a better life, a better opportunity. And because my dad wasn't in my life, they're like, they're going to, they're not going to go through the same thing we did or the same struggle. So I was very lucky that I was there to protect me. I had technically four parents, my two sisters, my brother and my mom. And till this day, I always tell my brother, you're my dad because you've taught me all these values and everything I needed to do, brush my hair, teach me how to walk, um, put me to sleep since I was a baby. So I, I was really lucky to have four individuals who raised me, who protected me. Um, no one ever really enforced school on me or my little brother because coming from um, a Mexican household, you don't really see that. I was the first generation to graduate. So um, me and my little brother are really, you know, stepping it up to go to college, to have a career because we had that opportunity and we're taking advantage of it because a lot of people that do don't really go with it, but I feel like I'm lucky and blessed to have that opportunity, especially living here. Um, so why not? And why not make the best out of this life? So let's talk about the Spanish content. Because I know at After Buzz, uh, there was a new channel launch, a vertical called After Buzz Latino. Uh, mm -hmm. And I know even before the pandemic, uh, basically just took everything out. We know After Buzz and, and put right. it on its head. There really was concerted effort to, to try to build this as a strong vertical. And you were taking the lead on that. Uh, so talk to me, what made you decide to do it? in the first place, but through AfterBuzz. Why, why was it important for you to build that brand over at AfterBuzz? Yeah, um, well, I started as an intern on AfterBuzz, and when I first talked to Kevin, our founder, and he was advising me on what I should do, I always told him, the first thing I told him, I was like, I'm not going to lose my culture, and I'm not going to hide who I am. I am Mexican-American, and I'm very proud of that, so I'm not going to put up an image and go away from that because I am super proud of it, and I really want to showcase that to an audience who may not grow up to see someone in the same boat. So I told Kevin that, and then I was like, I want to do a Spanish show. And he was like, okay, well, you know, let's find something, let's find something. Time went by and never really got pushed. So it wasn't until actually more Latino hosts started joining AfterBuzz TV, and that's when J-Lo, um, the producer, she decided to launch it. and. I was actually, I moved back to San Diego. I wasn't in LA anymore because I already had graduated. And I saw that they were gonna, they posted that the Latino channel was gonna launch. And my heart dropped because I had made my move back home and now the opportunity was there for AfterBus TV Latino. So I thought about it, I thought about it, and I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna drive up once a week. So I reached out to JLo, I did, and it was such a coincidence that the first show that they were doing is one of my favorite shows ever and this is the Rivera's after show which there was really no support uh, to do it so I was really nervous because it was going to be a solo show so I did like 15 episodes by myself in Spanish and that's very intimidating because it's easy you know I do speak Spanish I am fluent but it's different when you're in a professional setting and I've grown up with my uncle who works at a very big radio station in Tijuana he was always very persistent on you know, make sure you say certain words right, make sure you present yourself right when you write on your resume that you're bilingual because it's different. Since you grew up here in the United States, your language isn't the same as 
it will be like in a professional setting or for example someone who grew up in Mexico their whole life so I felt that pressure and I also felt the pressure of having to do a, a show by myself because I had never done that so it was so many things but I can let me tell you like after the first show I was so nervous I didn't feel good and normally after every show I feel so good because it's something I love to do right but after the first show I I always said my sister is like my biggest supporter she's always watching every after show hell yeah, like, yeah go sisters can, <laughs> um she's like yeah I can tell you were nervous but after every episode you know I kept growing I felt more comfortable and I even got to interview um Danny Rivera's son Johnny Lopez who's like her number one fan, and for those who, who don't know who Jenny Rivera is, she's a huge regional Mexican artist who unfortunately passed away in a plane accident. So it, it was an honor for me because I've always grown up listening to Jenny Rivera. I always grew up admiring her, and you know she passed away without me having that dream to see her in concert. So to interview her son, that's when everything clicked. I was like, this is this is going to happen, this is going to work, and I'm just really lucky to be in a place where, yes, I'm still fighting for that channel, for it to grow, because I think it's really important for us to have that voice to share with the community, because, for example, people who are um, born here but have that culture, you're not really accepted in either places. You're, if you, For example, when I went to Mexico, I knew that's where my Spanish was not the best, and then when I come here, it's like sometimes I forget words in English and I only know how to say it in Spanish. First of all, I think it's awesome that, that you are proud of your heritage. And I think there's a lot of similarities cause within, within my background. You know, I was born here. I was born in the United States. But both my parents are immigrants as well. Uh, but my parents are from the Caribbean in an Anglophone country. So the foreign language is still English. But there's a lot of, like, isms where when you go over there, you're just an American. And when you come here, it's like, but no, really, where are you from? And it's just like this weird yeah. balance you have to write. But and I want to I want to commend you on that because I felt as a kid, especially growing up in New York, I struggled with that. I would not necessarily necessarily denounce it. I wouldn't say, oh, screw the Caribbean. But it would be like, well, I don't know if I am. You know, I'm in, just in yeah. between. I'm more American than anything else. But um, not saying you came into After Buzz waving a flag or anything like that. But <laughs> if anyone asked you a question about what region you were from, what sports teams you supported, or, or, or if you were truly Mexican, you're like, yeah, I am. And get yeah. used to it because I'm not going anywhere. That was right. pretty, pretty bold. But... Yeah, I like the fact you're very, very multifaceted, multi-talented. Uh, but you do have the, the the whole split of having the, the day job mode and working on your creative projects and endeavors. Like, how do you balance like putting on one kind of like, presentation, one kind of mask for your day job, and switching over to things you want and things that make you uh, more fulfilled in the creative side? Yeah, that's a good question. It's very interesting because obviously for my day job. I look at it like I'm just gonna go and talk to people because I'm just literally socializing with customers. I build r relationships really easily. So I come in, I'm excited to talk to my coworkers and we're all friends. But then when it comes to, for example, I work today and then I freshen up and then I'm like, okay, time to focus on my show because I'm the moderator. So I have to break down what I'm gonna talk about. So then I turn into this more of like a professional and serious, but having fun with it because I know this is going out there, the world is gonna see it and you never know who's watching. So I definitely switch it into, I'm still having fun, but more in a professional way, if that makes sense. What What is like something that brand Leslie is working on? Like, what are you working on? What's the vision for 2020? Or what's left of this year? Cause this year is pretty much a wash, but like what's, what's, yeah, yeah. what's, what's 2021 gonna look like for the Leslie brand? 
Well, I was actually, one of the things I deal with is a little bit of stress and anxiety when it comes to my career. So if I'm not doing anything, I freak out. And for example, there was a moment where I, especially once this started, I still kept applying for jobs because I'm still looking for that job within the industry where I can grow. Um, so I, I panic and I just start applying and applying and I don't even pay attention to the actual details of the job because I'm more focused on being productive when in reality I'm not being productive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, definitely I'm still working on this. I've asked you for advice a million times, but it's honestly, I just have to keep pushing myself. Um, obviously it's been really draining for me um, during this time because unlike everyone else, I haven't been in quarantine. I don't have all this time on my hands. I'm working five days, sometimes six days out of the week. Really early, I'm dealing with people and it's it can be very draining. So um, my goal, probably by the end of this year or early January, like I have so many ideas, but I definitely want to start my own YouTube channel to have something that's mine. I still need to work on narrowing down the actual idea. I have the name, thanks to you. I have so many ideas, but it's like, Leslie, when are you going to push yourself to actually sit down and record? So what do you do in your downtime for not coming up with ideas for your brand? You got to be doing something. Are you like, I don't know, writing, doing interpretive dance? Like, how do you spend your time with your days off? <laughs> to be honest, I need a nap on my day when I have some free time, because <laughs> if I don't nap, I'm not fresh. So I do take my nap when I need to, you know, I'm still normal. I'm a human being. I need a rest. <laughs> no, but aside. Grandma, I love it. <laughs> yep, I'm a grandma. But no, aside from that, it's a lot of spending time with my family, just socializing with them. Um, right now I'm working on more ideas for the Latino channel. So I'm starting to write articles. I wrote my first one in Spanish, which was really, really hard. Um, so kind of focusing more on now, at least right now, on doing more things for the channel, doing more things with AfterBuzz. So right now it's just putting all my energy into that. Can I say that Espanol is muy difícil? That's <laughs> sí. uh, es muy difícil. So, so I, for those of you who don't know, there was a time uh, when I... When I was in college, I was really into, I was trying to get into my own heritage and I wanted mm -hmm. to get into to Caribbean history. But at my college, it got lumped into Latin American history, which makes sense because a lot of native peoples kind of will circumvent that whole area of the slave trade and whatnot. And uh, I studied abroad uh, one, one summer uh, in Costa Rica in 2006, because that was a World Cup. So I came, yeah. I, I came back subfluent, but I can hold the conversation. Uh, and I became a soccer yes, fan. Yes, you can. So I, I, I left I left America being like, see, and I came back in the airport like, donde estas mis maletas? Like I was all oh about, <laughs> yeah, I was all about it. Of course you lose it not talking to anybody or not, or not pushing it. Uh, but I thought it was, it was kind of interesting. Uh, that night that you were on our English Raw show, we had joked around and we said, hey, this should be somebody on the Spanish Raw after show. And everyone just said, <laughs> That's cute and left, but my stupid ass decided <laughs> to go ahead and do it. And you didn't, you, you totally said come through and you carried me the entire time. I always commend you yeah. on that because it was just me butchering a language. I imagine someone sitting home watching Raw and like, you know, Latin American country going, wow, an after show. Who is this guy <laughs> <laughs> saying things all wrong? You know? No, but you think of it that way and I think of it of like the other way around. I gave you props for doing the show sitting there you understood everything I was saying and that's the thing about you know people who do speak Spanish they appreciate that they appreciate people trying they appreciate people wanting to 
be included so i thought it was super cool i was super hyped after it and i was like you did great and you're like i did horrible i still but feel I thought that it way. was a great show <laughs> I nope still... i always tell you that and you know it i want to put that in the show notes so you guys can watch for yourself let me know how awesome i am <laughs> as el gringo moreno i i'm so glad that you're on the show here in new amsterdam here's a chance for you to share to the world where they can yeah. find you online you know become your friend uh say what's up in the dms if you want i don't know it's all good yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. You know, this has been an honor for me to do an interview for you. But everyone can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Leslie Cologne underscore. You know, tune in, hit me up. Let's talk wrestling. Let's talk anything. I would just love to talk. So talk to me. Reach out. She said she was an extrovert. So that's been confirmed. I am. probably chat all you want. <laughs> Leslie, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. I really appreciate it. That's right. If you're going to follow Leslie on social media, don't forget the underscore. As for me, Flobo, you can follow me over at Twitter at FloboBoys, on Instagram at Flobito and Flobito.com. New content on the website every Wednesday. And uh, thank you so much for those who decided to cross over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash FloboBoys, where you can hear the complete unedited interview with Leslie, along with all the other guests we've had in the show the past couple months, to get some real insight about how we approach the world around us as creatives. I'll be back here next week with a brand new show, a brand new interview, and I hope you guys will be around for that. But until next time, as always, this city is yours. <laughs>